welcome in. Today we've got a dramatic episode of the Pigskin Fantasy Football Show, mainly because the Yeti. Yeah, it's very <laughs> dramatic. It is. Um, our, our homeboy is leaving us. He he left us for this episode. He did. He stayed in hibernation. Oh. Uh, what so, a guy! What a guy! But that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll be. We'll handle. We'll handle. We'll miss him though. Exactly. So on this episode, uh, we are also watching the Thursday night game live. So if you guys and hear reaction, comedy just dropped a dropped a pass. Exactly. That's what I was going to mention. That would have saved the first. That would have got a first down. What in the world? Exactly. And funny enough, it's uh, hurting Austin, my my stock with Gardner Minshew right now. Exactly. I was just about to say, Austin and I are actually playing each other this week, and he put in Gardner Minshew. Sat Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, so beautiful thing for me so far because I'm nervous, uh, as you are the number one person in our league at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, and Magic Fitzpatrick has gotten what, like 19 points so far? 19 point, 19 and a half, just to round it up. 19 and a half points on 127 passing yards and two touchdowns. My lord, at least one of them was to Mike Gusecki, who I also played in one of my flex spots. That you did, which is fantastic for me. Um, I don't know. It's pretty fantastic for me right now. So, Well, let's hope they don't target him anymore. So for us, we're going to preview a little bit of week three to see what we're going to do. Um, and speaking of Gasecki and tight ends, our very first question is actually going to be uh, a tight end related one. This was sent in from one of our buddies uh, and wants to know, should he start Fant or Goddard in week three? I don't think you can go wrong with either option. Um, they're good late round picks that you were able to pick up. Do you want to note anything before I start going in on my rant on this one? Oof. I don't know. That's a good one because with Sutton going down for the year, Font's a even more intriguing option to start, whether he's in your tight end spot, whether he's in your flex. I don't know if I quite trust him yet. I would like to see how uh, Driscoll handles it, and even, and then after that, how Drew Locke handles it. The only person I probably start right now who is Jared Judy, who I have. So I'd I'd lean more uh, probably Goddard for Week Three and and beyond until we see how Font is used moving forward with just uh, Driscoll. So you just want to bench all Denver players except for. Judy and I'm assuming Melvin Gordon, right? With Philip Lindsay down. I'm not still. saying all of them. I'm just saying between Font and Goddard, I would take Goddard over Font. And because I, I, I don't, I don't know how Jeff Driscoll is going to use the tight end or how he's going to be used with Sutton out. Supposedly, and we hope it's going to be good and positive, but it's not too sure. So I'd like to do the wait and see game. But as of right now, I would take Goddard over Font. Right, and I, I funny enough agree. Uh, with you, my little rant was going to be that uh, Fant, I think if you're going to start him, this is like your final week. Otherwise, you should definitely trade him. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that, but his schedule is going to get a lot harder. And when Sutton comes back, we don't know if they're going to target Fant as much. I'm pretty we sure Sutton's out for the year, too. Oh, is he fully out for the year? Let me go check real quick. I thought it was just a... And knee that he'll be back later this year. No, he's out for the year. Ooh. Yeah. With Sutton out and then Drew Locke being out for a little bit. At least a month. 
yeah, with who knows if Driscoll's going to lock on to Fant or not. And the reason I'd like to go Goddard is is all Sean Jeffrey is sitting and Jalen Reagan, Rager. Oh, I can't pronounce anything. If they're both sitting tonight or this week, I, I'd go Goddard. There's going to be plenty of targets to Ertz and to Goddard to make it worthwhile. I think you should actually right. take Fant, trade him, try to get a, a better tight end if you can. But if you've got both of them, trade Fant for an upgrade at a position you need. I mean, I'm sure you could definitely convince someone to take a risk on Fant with, uh, especially with Son being out, you can make the argument that he's going to get more targets. Although it's a little unsure. However, someone's especially desperate at the tight end spot or just needs more help in their flex. You could definitely do it. Right. Go and target the guy who's starting like the tight end streamers who's who's sitting there paying attention to the waiver wire and trying to pick up guys every week. Go to them and try to trade <laughs> fans. <Travis. to> <laughs> cough, cough. Right. The guy who owns it. Um, right. <laughs> so I think we both agree it's Goddard over Fant. Oh, yeah, definitely. And in that case, um, let's move on to an injury because Thursday's night oh. game. DJ Chark. Um, my my boy. My homeboy. God, I remember when I got him from you last year. And yeah. I can't remember what trade it was. It was part of the I, Juju trade. It was Okay, part of the Juju trade. I got him and he did well after I got him for the rest of the year. Oh, my God. I'm, I was not- so sad when he was out this, this uh, week. Supposedly, though. Uh, from what it looks like, he's going to be nice and healthy for the Bengals game. You hope. I, you're actually having a string of injuries right now, just like I am. So, Not hey, it makes too me bad, feel really. Good. Well, I mean, kind you've of got a little Lock, bit. Jimmy Garoppolo, Chark, yeah, Lindsay, Garoppolo, four yeah. people. I mean, which I, kind of forced me a little bit to play Gasecki because I didn't know how much I wanted to trust Jerry Judy in his first game. As the full-on number one receiver. Right, and after and, Gusecki and plus, just balled out. Right, and I and I like the potential of Gusecki, especially against the Jaguars' defense, considering how well Fitzpatrick is doing it. Yep. It's not looking so hot for me, but, I mean, I'm, it's not terrible. He has a touchdown, so it, it's saving me a little bit. Man. It actually could be the deciding factor between our week – or week two as well. Right. And then these ones affect you. Galde and Adams and Michael Thomas. They How do you me feel very, about that? They affect me very much. I'm very <laughs> upset. Because you go into the season thinking you've got one of the better wide receiver courts with Galladay's Adams, best, yes. Michael Thomas. And a lot of people are going to go, how do you have all those players? Remember, it's a dynasty. You can trade picks. You can trade other assets. Uh, I'm very thin at running back. Um, very thin, and with that was before Barkley going down. So with Barkley going down, I my lead running back is uh, Kareem I mean, Hunt if, at the moment. Right. Even if you didn't trade CMC, it still would have hurt you with him going down for the year. True. But hey, for however long. Yeah, I think I still would have lost week two anyway. So, yep, uh, CMC going down. That's going to suck for a lot of people because I know they they drafted him first overall in redraft or even in dynasty. Michael Thomas. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Thomas and Adams. uh, 
they're they're saying they're not going to play, and I'd believe it just for the simple fact that neither one has gotten the limited practice in. Galladay, on the other hand, this is his second practice in a row, both limited. So if we get like an upgraded on Friday, even if he stays limited, I think he'll be good to go, good to fire up in the lineup, good for that red zone target like we need him to be. Um, go ahead and play him. Exactly. I, I would say I'm not too worried. If we're doing like an in or out section, I'd say Galladay's in. Oh, uh, I, I was telling you to go ahead and play him because I'm I'm okay with that Colt secondary. Uh, holding down Galladay while Jonathan Taylor runs it up the middle, you know? You think so? You think think that's going to happen? I don't know. I, I hope so. I'm playing you. I want to win, you know? Well, uh, I ain't and trying then, to lose to you. I want to keep my perfect record. I, I'd rather well, lose I'm to somebody to, else. I'm trying to correct my my losing streak at the moment. You're trying to correct your uh, ass kicking. Okay. Yes. So Kittle. Kittle uh, got hurt last week. And then Jordan Reed came in, balled out. Kittles, oh, yeah. they're, they're saying he could play, but they might hold him out because of the turf at the Jets or the MetLife Stadium. So, like, that's a little concerning if you've got other players and to see the rash of injuries. I mean, Raheem Mostert, also for the 49ers, got hurt, and they got to go to the MetLife Stadium. Uh, thankfully, neither one affect me, but... Right, I understand Kittle uh, possibly wanting to keep him out, but at the same time, you just paid him a bunch of money, so I can also see why they they want to protect him, especially this early in the year. They'd rather have him for the other playoffs and beyond. So I I can definitely understand why they want to protect him and why they would hold him out. So you've got Jimmy Garoppolo. How long are they saying he's going to be out? Uh, haven't been really too specific so far, but they're projecting he's apparently uh questionable for this week. I would say they did not send him to IR, so IR is not as scary this year because it's only a three game. Yeah, you know he hasn't practiced today. Um, they're saying he has a better shot for week four, so he's week to week right now is what they're saying. Okay, that's not horrible. And if they have Super Bowl aspirations, I'm sure they should just be safe with Kittle. Um, I mean, what's the chances that the Giants come in and slap around the 49ers? I don't think high because I think the run game is just too strong. And we'll get to the run game later. I've seen crazier crazier things happen, so who knows? Anything can happen. So, funny enough, while talking about the Kittle injury, if Kittle is down and cannot play this week, I am all hands on for Jordan Reed. I oh would, hell yeah, big I, time! He looks healthy, and when he was healthy in Washington, he was he was a must play. He was awesome. And in this offense, with everyone else being down and hurt, if Kittle's not going to play, I'm all in. I'm I'm putting him in a flex as fast as I can, or in for my oh, tight end. And if he's on the waiver wire, pick him up just in case. Well, yeah, if I was a kid owner, as soon as I saw that, I was picking him up. Right. He's a, I, I think he's a pretty safe bet uh, for this week and forever how long they keep Kittle out. Although he should be back for week four, so. Right. Reed's a, like a one plug-and-play kind of guy. He's not a oh, straight plug-and-play. Hold on. Yeah. And then uh, if, let's say, Kittle does play, I'm going straight for Keenan Allen. Um, Chargers. I almost called them San Diego. 
<laughs> yeah, they're not San Diego no more, bud. No, they haven't been in a couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert seemed to like Keenan Allen quite a bit. And he looked good, too. So he, Justin Herbert looked very solid in his first NFL start. A lot of people didn't think he was you know, really worthy of that sixth overall pick. But no, last night, or not last night, last week, he kind of proved them wrong. Right, I was thinking he was much more of a project QB, kind of like Dwayne Haskins last year, who went like 15th. I know. That's why I'm glad he did well to shut you off for at least a week. For one week, I'll give you that. I just feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, man. That is, that is so oh, sad. Yeah. The guy's only thirty-one. I'd be so. Oh my god, that that's awful. And he's actually a pretty good quarterback. I like him. And for people who don't know, Tyrod Taylor was getting an injection for his uh, cartilage in between his ribs. He like bruised it or something like that. And the yeah, doctor, pain, medic, pain, uh, pain shot is what he was getting. Right, and when the doctor inserted it, it actually punctured his lung, which is. And they told him you can't play indefinitely, which indefinitely could be a couple weeks, could be a couple months, could be never again. Like, yeah, and apparently it's a pretty typical procedure, but it has this risk because the doctor can't really see where the needle is going. So it's kind of at least how I took it was it's just a straight guessing game at that point. But right. very rarely does it happen to where you know the player's lung gets punctured. Exactly. Yeah, and that's where it's like one of those things of like, wow, James Robinson just made a heck of a catch to oh, yeah. and run, I should say, you know, that yak to, to get that first down. He fought through that tackle. Heck, so, yeah, that helps Gardner Minshew stats. So let's go, let's go, let's go. So we do have a um, another little line under that. Do you, do you want to introduce him as that there, Austin? Oh, you got it. Okay, so it, we have another start of the week that we kind of want to roll with. Uh, it's it's good old McChicken. And if you don't know who McChicken is, wise yourself Probably up. Don't. Go, to your, go to your local McDonald's, get one, and then when you taste that, tell me that doesn't taste like a two-year-old guy. Whoa, hold on. Hold on. Tell me that doesn't taste like a guy who hasn't played in two years and is playing his first couple of games. oh (laughs) man so mcchicken is mckinnon if you didn't make the connection mckinnon had the last two years off due due to injuries bro you didn't call me all say oh Oh, god Uh, (laughs) the guy was ultra uber athletic when he was coming from minnesota and Kyle Shannon, actually, that was his first big acquisition at running back uh, before Tevin Coleman uh, and before Matt Burita and before Mostert. Like, he had went out and actually got McKinnon, athletic freak, really good at catching and running, and then had two two leg injuries, you know, back-to-back years, which is unfortunate, and came out last week, only had a couple touches, and I get people are going to go, well, Jeff Wilson Jr. knows the system, and he'll get the goal line touches. Well, here's the thing. McKinnon doesn't need goal line touches. He took a third and 31, took that handoff, and went 55 yards. He's got right. that speed. He could just take – and the blocking for San Francisco is good enough that if you get him just enough of a hole against the Giants defense, are we saying Giants are elite? No. Give him one hole to beat those linebackers. He's gone. That's a touchdown. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he has over 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. So if you're looking for someone on that waiver wire, if your league haven't picked him up yet, go nab him. Go try to get him. Try get him for cheap because it's not just this week. He could then become a, a solid uh, flex play if Tevin Coleman keeps having these problems and Raheem Mostert's out for a while. So I, that's my thought on McChicken. <laughs> McChicken. Oh, McChicken. Oh, God. All right. No, I agree. I agree. So um, since we were going from starts of the week, we're going to want to then hit the other side, the players not to trust or to, you know, sit. Sit, First, wait another week or two, you know, because players may become just coming come back, back just from injury. Yeah, before they're fully healed. And, and that's why I'm going straight for Adams and Michael Thomas. Sorry, I had to start clapping. Minshew just coughed up the ball, uh, and it was covered by Miami, which is negative points for you, Austin. How does that make you feel? Well, considering I saw Jaguars players jump on it first, you know. No, that's not There's how There's a flag rolling. on the play anyway, so it's okay. Boo. Okay, so uh, I'm putting in the sit to slash not trust is going to be Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. If they do somehow play, I don't think that – they're going to be out there fully healthy and players who aren't out there fully healthy typically don't play well. I think they're more of a ploy play. You know, they're going to be a decoy. They're going to be out there. They're going to be out there making sure that the defense is drawn to them, you know, drawing that March on Lattimore instead of being on Alan Lazard or drawing. Oh goodness. I have to think of who Jair Alexander is on Michael Thomas and not, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and then my my actual person who I am just straight up not trusting, not just for this week, for for the year, uh, besides Sammy Watkins, I'll, that will always be Sammy Watkins. Screw him. But a lot of people are buying the Michael Gallup bounce back, and I'm not sold on it. It's clear that C.D. Lamb has taken over in that offense. What about you, Austin? Who are you uh, not trusting or sitting? I'm sure I'm, ah, this one's kind of tough for me. Alan Lazard is, if, if Devontae Adams is actually out this week, then he would, as the number two already, be the number one. But because of the performance he did and how much he didn't do after um, Adams got hurt, is makes me a little hard to trust him. And I, probably feel more comfortable sitting him and starting someone else. I agree. And you know what? The worst part is I he caught fire at the end of last year. He was doing really good. I know, I know, I know. He just he just doesn't seem he doesn't seem involved. He doesn't seem like he's part of that offense, if if that makes sense. Sure he's getting the targets. He's just not doing anything with them. Maybe that's why they brought over Alan Fun or uh, Devin Funches, who opted out before the season started, because maybe they knew Alan Lazard just wasn't the right fit. I mean, the guy's incredible, six foot four, six foot five, uh, out of what was that Iowa State, right? Uh, our Idaho State, I think it was Idaho. But yeah, he just doesn't seem involved. 
Uh, so we did our starts of the week. Those are the people that you definitely want to put in the flex or get into your lineups. Now we're going to go with the sleepers of the week. Uh, again, I, <laughs> I kind of took an injured guy who was um, going to make his debut. Kenny Galladay has got a couple weeks of practice. Or not a couple weeks, a couple practices in this week. And I think he's just what you need for to be a sleeper. Don't think he's going to come out, get 108 yards and two touchdowns. Don't think he's putting up a, a monster Galladay thing. Expect him to go out there, be a red zone target with his six foot four body, and then grab a touchdown, which is all you need from a sleeper, right? Right, exactly. All right. Gasecki got targeted but did not make that catch. I'm a very happy man. No, that was an incredible holding slash pass interference. Oh, yeah. It's definitely getting called. But now it's going to be a Mike Gusecki touchdown up the middle, I'm calling it. Yes, Mike Gusecki touchdown up the middle. Thank you. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Nope. You said, <laughs> you said Gusecki up the middle. I did. I, I like did. It. You know what? It's on podcast. Everyone's going to hear it. Give me I your like sleeper. It. How funny would that be since he's in the backfield? Right. <laughs> he took that right up the middle. Oh, God. That'd be hilarious. I would, I would just. You didn't get it, haha. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. Jordan Howard, not Gaskins, but nice try. Uh, you know what? They still didn't get the touchdown, so still time for Gasecki. Gawk, gawk, because that's what you're doing right now. You're blowing this lead. Nah, not really. I'm still confident in my team. Better than yours right now. <laughs> I did actually try to trade for a couple tonight, and the price was just too high because I was actually trying to go for Miles Gaskins before the game started. But the owner, knowing that I'm running back needy, like hard, he, uh, he decided not to give him to me, which I don't blame him in a dynasty. Smart choice by Travis. So uh, go ahead and fuck you, Getty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got to mark this as the explicit. We were going to mark it as explicit anyways. Let's not lie. Yeah, that's true. All right. Give me your sleeper, damn it. <laughs> I'm a Colts my, my fan. I like this. is Michael Pittman Jr. I, I think he's going to do well. Uh, you know, the first game of the season, he didn't do so hot. Uh, second game of the season, he's, you know, stepped it up, especially with the injury that they, that they had. So I, I'm thinking that they will – Hopefully that that they should pass more this week. Although with them only passing 25 times last week, I'm not super confident in it. However, I still think early on against the Jets, because it is the Jets they're playing. So they'll probably do something similar that they did last week, which is run Jonathan Taylor quite a bit and run up the middle. I hope something something similar that they did last week. However, Speaking of the, run up the for uh, targets being gone a little bit um, because of injuries, I, I do think that they will partially go to Pittman, and I think he's a pretty safe flex play. And it does seem Philip Rivers does like him, so I'm not going to be surprised. But going off that run up the middle, um, yeah, I did you know. see that? Yeah, man. If I had that on my bench, I'd be crying right now. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, matchups of the week. Mine's a very simple one. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be Dak versus Russell Wilson. Not just 
Dak versus Russell, but all their wide receivers, um, I think all deserve consideration this week. Dak can throw the ball. Russell is throwing touchdowns like he's Oprah. You know, you get one, you get one. I'm very scared because DK Metcalf uh, is on Austin's team, and Wilson seems to love him. Yeah, go ahead. Take a second to gloat about how you got, you know, you took advantage of me to grab DK. Oh, you don't want to gloat yeah. at the moment? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Except, yeah I mean, you, you got DJ Moore out of it. Calm down. <sighs> DJ Moore, DK Metcalf. I don't know. But uh, if I, I DJ Moore's not doing that bad, so I, I, I think it really wasn't that bad. So you, I think you'll be okay, bud. I think I will also. But yeah, no, Dak versus Wilson. Expect high flying, expect high yardage, um, high touchdowns. Dak's touchdowns actually have not been there this year, uh, especially through the air. So I think this, this is a bounce back. I wouldn't be surprised if both QBs throw for four touchdowns. Um, so I'm expecting C.D. Lamb to get his first touchdown of the year, which will nope. be awesome. Uh, and we're going to go to go to my boy, Cooper. Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah. See, All Cooper doesn't have a ahead. touchdown either, so I'm not going to be surprised if he makes a splash this week either. Um, it's really just been yardage and then Elliot getting the touchdowns. Elliot's been a beast. He then, has. I would not mind having Elliot on my team. Oh, no. Funny enough. Hey, I'm Stuart, in if you're listening to this, hit me up. Right, no, 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 Stuart. We've already got a trade. Let's just finish nah, that. Nah, Stuart. Nah, 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 nah. Trade with me, bud. All right. So, who, what are you, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm mostly excited about it uh, because I have one player on, on each side with Amari Cooper and DK Metcalf. So, either way, I kind of see it as a as a small win for me, you know? So if it's a high-scoring game, hopefully they each, you know, just keep passing and some are bound and or some catches and some targets are bound to go to DK and Amari and hopefully one or two touchdowns apiece. That would really help me out. Speaking of catching, where the hell did Chris Carson learn how to catch the ball? This year he has been involved as, I mean, he's had three receiving touchdowns in his whole career. And this year alone, he's got three of them. So, like, how? what did he do this offseason to make Pete Carroll go, hey, I'm going to throw him the ball? What do you think that that young man was doing to make him go, give me the ball in the air? You said for Chris Thompson? Chris Carson. Chris Seahawks Carson. Running back. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He, he's not a pass I, I have... He's been a power back his whole freaking life. Didn't they have a couple of injuries to running back? Not that I know of at the moment. They should have Chris Carson. I mean, Rashad Penny's still hurt, but they signed Carlos Hyde, and then uh, they had DJ Dallas. Maybe Carson just improves. Or, I don't know. They, they apparently like him, though, as a pass catching back and trust him that way. Right, and it's very surprising for me. It's honestly. looking like he's a three-down back right now. Right, two, three down back, and people were picking this guy up in the seventh, eighth round in redraft. Hell of a steal! Right, he's looking like maybe the steal of the draft comparatively. 
I mean, with how he's been doing so far, yeah, I I, I could agree with that. If I picked him up in the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I'd be super happy about it. Right. Uh, so let let's just talk draft real quick. Who in the first round would you be most disappointed in that is not injured? So like Michael Thomas doesn't count, Adams doesn't count, Barkley or CMC they don't count. Uh, so who in like the first would you be a little upset with? Because I'd be if I drafted Josh Jacobs in the first, I'm happy as all get out. If I drafted Elliot or Ceh. Obviously, happy as all get out. Who do you think? Yeah, that if first I'm drafting, bus? oh, that first round bus. Yeah. Oh, I don't know because the first rounders aren't really doing too bad. They're injured. That's right the issue. That it is. So I mean, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. That, that is definitely is. a hard question. I and I'm I'm not sure there's a right answer at the moment because if if you had a first round pick you you probably chose correctly you probably did just fine um yeah probably doing some like uh best available which is always a good pickup right um unless you you were dumb and you chose like I don't know Antonio Gibson in the first round, and then what? What the hell are you doing playing fantasy football? Yeah, I mean uh, that's possibly true. All right, so question for you: Will Devontae Freeman get it done for the Giants, or is Deion Lewis going to appear as the the number one with Barkley out? Your boy Barkley. Yeah, my boy Barkley. Um, it'll be the Freeman show. Uh, once. Once Deion Lewis, you know, gets this week's start, it'll be Freeman the rest of the way. Uh, actually, Freeman may take over the second half of this game. Let's be honest. Deion Lewis has never been the workhorse. He's always been that, you know, give him just a couple touches, make him electric. But you can see that electric's gone. He's not the same. He's not good when it well, comes. To- I mean, that's possibly fair. But what about the report saying that he's the best bet to be the Giants' type of running back? For this week, I agree. Because Freeman doesn't have enough time, and Wayne Gollumman just got activated to the roster. Um, so this week, he'll probably be the, the top guy. If you need someone, and you... Uh, if you're desperate, I'd probably play him at flex. Right, I'd play him at flex. He's a desperation. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing is if you really if you're that desperate, I guess go for him. You know, if you couldn't somehow pick up, you know, Gaskins or anyone else in that lower tier. I mean, even I, I here's a question. Deion Lewis or Jeff Wilson Jr. Deion Lewis. You'd go Deion Lewis? I think I'm taking Jeff Wilson Jr., honestly. Just because he's played in that system and he does get touchdowns when he plays. Like, that's what they use him for. Mm. That's, that's I mean, how I last it. week he had only two rushing uh, attempts, three yards. So I don't know. I'd probably stay with Deion Lewis. To gotcha. be honest. Deion Lewis? Yeah. Uh, Do you think. Uh, <clears throat> Julio Jones is going to bounce back. 
Is he gonna, is he even going to play this week? <laughs> I believe so. Uh, I mean, if Julio plays this week, it's it's a pretty good matchup against Chicago. But I mean, he didn't practice again on Thursday, so he's actually leaning towards questionable to to not great. Even playing, yeah. So. If he doesn't play, I'd start Calvin Ridley. But if he plays, I'm going to go with he's that um, that decoy that I was talking about with Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas. I think he's out there to draw. I think their top corner is Prince Maramuka. I know I butchered that name, but I think he's just there to draw him over there. Doesn't do a whole lot with it. So I, I mean, I guess. No, I, I guess the bounce back to your question is 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 a solid no. It's not going to happen this week. In a couple weeks, we might be able to do something with Julio. Wow, fair enough. Just, fair enough. The Miami defense just can't stay on their side of the field. They they seem to keep jumping off sides. Uh, yeah, which is which is I mean, good and bad for me. But, hey, you know, it's whatever. Wow. See, this is why Minshew was so electric. That escape. Did he? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Did he really just? Wow. Yep. Oh, there's Miami player down. But let's get back to this podcast. Um, Yeah. Injured starters worth starting. So, you know, those number one running back or wide receiver, that, you know, went down in week two on people who were starting. My pick is Daryl Henderson or Mike Davis. Probably Mike Davis over Henderson. However, Henderson did have a very good game. However, Mike Davis had, what, like eight targets, and he's in line for a 20-touch game, which could net you quite a bit of points. Right, and Cam Akers is actually still banged up, so they might be gentle with him. So if you can... Find Henderson, that actually is a really great one. I'm surprised you didn't put him as like your start of the week because if Malcolm Brown really is down and Akers is a little injured, I am starting Henderson up there as a top 15 back just due to volume. Oh, yeah, big time. And then Mike Davis, I do like that uh, for the simple fact that I don't think they added anyone. And they obviously trust him. Sure, he's not going to do as good as Christian McCaffrey because he's not CMC. But he'll do well enough that you can throw him in as your, you know, RB two and be happy enough. Uh, funny oh, yeah, enough, for sure he'll he'll get you points. Uh, funny enough, a player that you actually did not like, he was on your no trust to sit. Alan Lazard is actually my start. You know, a backup worth starting if they're. Starters down. So if Devontae Adams is down, I funny enough said Alan Lazard. I think this is a bigger bounce back game for him. I think that he finds a way to catch that touchdown. I think he finds a way to get back on, you know, par with Aaron Rodgers, considering last year he, he was hot towards the end. And I oh, think yeah. And, and Rodgers has said nothing but good things about him in camp. So I I really think there's a potential there for Lazard to definitely step up and make his presence known. You just don't want him on your team in the starting lineup is what you're saying. (laughs) 
I know I, I like the potential, but uh, he's not someone I'm starting. I'd be starting this week. Because right, I will be back next week. You said you'd rather start Mike Gasecki over Alan Lazard. I'd probably rather start Jerry Judy. Oh, well, oh yeah. I'd go Jerry Judy over Lazard, even if um, Adams plays or isn't. If Adams oh, yeah. sits, you know. For sure, for sure. I think Jerry Judy has a top look all rest of the year. I think he's going to be great. So. It's um, possible. Wow. Chenault was open in the middle. So. Yeah, my, it was a bad play, but hey. Oh, yeah. So, he threw that way too late. What are your my, expectations for Barkley and McCaffrey's uh, replacements then? Because I know you're not too hot on Lewis, but he. If he I'll stays give, hot this week, he could be the starter going forward. I'll give him this. Told- Four receptions, 70 total yards. No splashes in the end zone. I think he just I think Wayne Golliman gets a touchdown if there's if there's a rushing touchdown. I don't expect mm. there to be, but I give him four catches, 70 yards. You know, that's if you're in a PPR, that's eleven total points. You can't <gasps> Can't Robinson be upset got the that. first down. Let's go. Yeah, I just saw that. I can't. I am so At impressed. At least I think with, he did. Hopefully he did. I am so impressed by James Robinson. I told everyone when you have oh, a chance. Oh no, he one, didn't. Pick Dang, him they're up. They're him a yard short. Pick him up. Pick him up. I was right. Yeah. Pick him up. Same thing with Miles. You didn't. You didn't take your own. Damn. I know. I know. And that's the worst thing possible considering yeah. now my running backs are short and I could have played him. I I could have played either him or Gaskins and been okay. Easy with play. It. Yep. Yeah, maybe next time you got to take your own advice there, bud. Right. Look at my own people and go, okay, let's see if I need to do that. Well, funny enough, I did because Jordan Reed is my other, if the, in, you know, the starter is injured, play the backup. Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's also my starter if Kittle doesn't play. So that's that's the catch. If Kittle does not play, get Jordan Reed in there. So I did. I picked him up. I dropped uh, a younger guy and said, "Screw it, I'm gonna take my advice this time." And I've got an open play right at the tight end spot. I just moved Mark Andrews down to the flex, and I played Jordan Reed because I I have no faith in Adams or Michael Thomas playing this this week. That's good uh, for me because they're both on your team. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if they were healthy. Then I wouldn't be so afraid of the Hopkins. But Hopkins is yeah. going to be deadly, especially with Christian McCaffrey. Not Christian McCaffrey. Christian Kurt. Kirk. Yeah. Being in there. And he's playing against the soft Detroit Lions defense. Oh, yeah. That's that's baby shit soft. Which I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for. I'm hoping he has another 40-point game to make up for Meant you this game and me not playing Fitzpatrick, goddammit. Oh, yeah. I am loving the fact that you did not play him. I'm it's- sure you are, you ass. All right. So, question. Yes. You know, if there's like one or two people you had to pick, like, you know, um, uh, who are like one or two players that weren't drafted as starters, but you'd be playing as starters? Now, when you say starters, do you mean. Someone like, in the starting lineup, like your fan, you're starting. Like you know, people draft Michael Thomas to be their every week starter for you know whatever. So who I guess people for, who weren't drafted as starters that you'd be draft that you'd be starting. Um. Well, number one is James Robinson. 
A hundred percent because I he probably went untouched in drafts, let's be honest. And I'd start him as an undrafted rookie. Oh, yeah, big time. And my other one would actually be Chris Carson. Most people probably just pick them up as a uh, he can be on my bench. And if he does well, you know, because there was the injury concerns before the season started about him. Uh, so a lot of people weren't expecting him to do much in the beginning or even play at all. And now he's an every week starter. So I've, I've got to say that I I would probably say those are my top two. Like you draft them not to be your starters and now they are. Now people are going to be like, well, what about Calvin Ridley? You drafted Calvin Ridley to be a starter. Let's be honest. There's there's no way that you didn't draft Calvin Ridley in an early round and not just expect to put him in every single week. Right. I'm saying Joshua Kelly, Robinson, or Deontay Johnson. They're all doing fantastic. Joshua Kelly's getting twenty nice little work. Touches. Yeah, that he's getting good. nice work behind Austin Eckler. And James Robinson, as we all know what he's doing, he's the starter there, which is doing fantastic. Right. And then Johnson leads the Steelers and targets through the first two weeks, which may not be, you know, nothing special since it's just the first two weeks of the year. However, I, I think it does say something with him leading the way so far. This is both a redraft and then a dynasty question. In redraft, are you trying to go out and target, if you're tight end needy, are you going to try to go out and target Jonu Smith after these two hot games? Or do you think so far it's just been a flop? You know, he it's not worth it. This is just a two-game thing, he'll sizzle out. And then in Dynasty, it is this sustainable? Is he going to be the next guy? You know, what's your Dynasty outlook on him, and what's your redraft look, outlook on him? Oh, gosh. I don't I don't know. It really depends. Like, if you need a, a tight end, I would definitely try and go out and get him. Because I, I, I do think he could potentially keep up with what he's doing. However, you know, on 12 targets, having 120 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he's a he's a good player. I think he'll probably continue to do well. Probably won't stick with the same pace he's doing because it is the Titans. And, but redraft, no. I don't see much value there. I, I wouldn't do it. Just because you'd probably, with the hot start, you'd have to give up too much for him. Right. However, with a, a dynasty league, because you have those picks that are valuable that you can trade with, it, it'd be more enticing for me in a dynasty league, just because you have those picks to you know tease people with, be like, "Hey, I'll give you a first or second round and this player type thing." You don't have to give up like two good players for just a tight end, great tight end through the first two weeks. You know. Right. So you know what that that brings up a, a great question that I've got for you. Uh, two tight ends who were drafted as sleepers, you know, get them in the later rounds because they'll pop and they'll do great. Hayden Hurst, Jonu Smith. Which one are you taking? Probably Hayden Hurst. He's younger. Ooh, I'm not sure. Hayden Hurst was a pretty old rookie when he came into the NFL. So, I don't know. I, I like the offense he's in. I trust Matt Ryan more than... I mean, Hayden Hurst is 27. Well, I guess John Smith, I believe, is like 28. Then. I think John Smith is a little bit younger. I want to no. say. 
Oh, yeah, 25. 25. So, in Dynasty, would you be targeting Hayden Hurst because of the better offense? Are you targeting Janu Smith because he's a little younger? I'd probably still rather target Hayden Hurst because all that money they paid him in, he's on a better offense. Right. Or at least more pass-happy offense. For sure. You, no one can deny Atlanta is pass-happy as all get out. I mean, let's... So uh, from that perspective, that standpoint, I'd probably rather have Hayden Hurst over Johnny Smith, even though he's younger. Where is passing? Where is Ooh, what a Matt nice kick return. Ryan? I was going to see if there was passing. I mean, Hayden Hurst isn't doing that bad. Eight receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown this year so far. Exactly. That's why I was thinking, you so know. Is he... <laughs> Pretty Would much you? the same stats as Smith minus the two touchdowns. Matt Ryan already has 90, 90 passing attempts through two oh, yeah. games. Averaging 45. So, yeah, exactly. Does he keep that That's up? That's ridiculous. Right. I, I mean, that is. I don't know. <laughs> So I, I guess let I me mean he could. It, it's it's possible if he keeps up just forty a game, you know, that that's around six hundred and forty attempts on the year. So it's very possible at that point you could have Julio really engage as thousand yard receivers. How many passing attempts did you say would be on the year? Six forty if you just average forty a year or forty a week. So would do you think he goes over or under the of that? I think it'll probably be under, but but not by not, but not by much. All right, I could see it being under though. I wouldn't be surprised. He does pass. He is one of the most pass happy guys. the The other question: a lot of people are gonna hate for this because I know the Bills Mafia is strong. Does Josh Allen keep any sort of this pace, or does he fall off a cliff and slow down? I think he keeps it up. How He's going to finish as a top top fantasy QB this year. Okay. Uh, in that case, Dynasty, would you have uh, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott? Uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Worst part is they're both on the same team in our league. <laughs> right. So. I mean, Josh Allen's improved a little improved every year you know going from 10 touchdowns 12 interceptions to 20 touchdowns nine interceptions so it only and with him at six and over right now six TDs, zero interceptions it only makes sense to hopefully the positive trend keeps going right what I, would, I would like to see him do well you right know, what about um, aaron Rodgers? that guy's 600 yards already six touchdowns i don't believe he's super elite anymore another controversial thing i know but i mean the man's old i think he's just trying to show that hey packers i still have something in the tank why didn't you get me why didn't you trade up and get me cd lamb when there was you know a chance why didn't you trade up and get me jalen rager or right they're giving him the the brett Favre treatment when they drafted him right when they drafted aaron Rodgers way back when and then drafting Jordan Love with two years left on his contract too, so it's kind of amuse. I believe at the same age, so it kind of amuses me a little bit. So maybe I don't know what happens to Aaron Rodgers, but 
maybe he's trying to prove something. He's he's done fairly well so far. No interceptions, six touchdowns as well. Right. So he's definitely um, definitely one of the more talented quarterbacks in the league. Oh, Especially arm wise, arm talent wise, he's he's among the top. So I, I think he keeps going well. He keeps going up. He, he's probably going to be a top three, top five fantasy quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if he did end up that way. Right. And so, I would go ahead. No worries, son. I was going to ask you a would you rather in Dynasty? Because right now. Right now, Tyreek Hill, only 37 points in our league. Not super fantastic, right? But not bad sure. in any way means. Would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Amari Cooper? I know you like Amari Cooper, too. I do. He's on my team. Well, Tyreek Hill's on mine. Why do you think I gave you this question? <laughs> Maybe I'll slide in the trade real quick. Uh, I was about to say, it's like you're trying to trying to do a trade in there, bud. I don't know, man. I like that Dallas offense, and mm, 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 mm. and he's gotten a hell of a hell of targets so far. You know, now, he's had 23 targets, so I. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'd probably go with Cooper. Probably going Cooper. That's, I don't know, though. I also like Hill. I just think Hill would be one of the few wide receivers that can get 1,800 yards in a season yeah. just due to that elite speed. I, I could agree with that. I I don't know. See, that would be a tough one. I really do like Hill, and I think he's going to be fantastic this year and has the potential to finish as the number one. That he does. So – Quick question on running backs. Give me your top, you know, 10 this this week. Who do you think is going to finish in the top 10 this week? Because I can read Yahoo's real quick if you'd like me to. So you can kind of get an idea real quick. No, are you good? I'm just trying to think of who I'd put. Top 10? Oh, my gosh. So while you're thinking, I'm going to read Yahoo's, which is not accurate. It's Yahoo. Um, they're going Alvin Kamara, Elliot, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Melvin Gordon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, James Conner. I can't believe they put Melvin Gordon in there. It actually made me stop. But then again, they're playing Tampa Bay. It's supposed to rain that day. Um, well, I guess only a 30% chance, but Melvin Gordon, he just, he's been doing good enough. So mm -hmm. there's their top 10. And then just outside the top 10, they had like Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. I think Mixon's looked putrid in this offense this year. Thank God I traded him at the moment. Then, <laughs> Although, then again, I mean, I think he'll bounce back, and I'm not too, too, too worried about him. Right. I I do agree. He typically does always – he's a second half of the season kind of guy. Like, he always comes out after week eight and balls out. He started off the same way last season, too. So, I think there's still hope. I actually was talking to the Joe Mixon owner. And um, I was getting nowhere. The guy wants Michael Thomas straight up for him. And I said, 
No. <laughs> yeah, no bueno. Not going to happen. I don't know, man. I really like Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara this week. You know, Dalvin Cook playing the I Titans. I love Alvin and Kamara this week. And Kamara playing the Packers. So I'd probably put Kamara at number one for me Same. this week. Dalvin Cook at number two. <gasps> Kenyon Drake at number three because he's that's playing where, Detroit. That's what I would put at my number three. I, I think that's a now make especially sure especially with Christian Kirk out too. Right. I think make sure we get more targets next week because I'm actually in talks for uh, a Kenyon Drake share. So, uh-huh. Stewart, uh, don't listen to this until after we made it. Ah, Stu Stewart, train me Zeke. Right. Damn it. That Zeke too, who I think I, I then, never thought in my life that Zeke would face only eight men in the box less than 5% of the time. But with their passing right. attack being so deadly, that's all he's facing. He's been the biggest benefit of drafting C.D. Lamb in the first round. He, yep. It's surprising. It's awesome for him, but, you know. And then at number four, I'd probably put our yeah number four. I'd put Josh Jacobs. He's playing New England. They haven't had the best run defense this year. Really, number five over Miles go. Sanders versus Cincinnati. That terrible Cincinnati yeah. defense. I, I, I mean, I'd they're like not giving Boston ball. Scott the ball. That's and then five probably put Zeke, even though he's playing Seattle, which is a which is a good defense. Yeah, but I mean it, it's Zeke. Right. I, mean, Jamal I, I would never bet against Zeke. I couldn't. What do you say? I would say you can't put Jamal Adams in the box every play because they've got so many weapons on the outside. So yeah, I think yeah, I, exactly. I agree with that. And then I'd probably go Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. I think Jeff oh. Connor is going to be a good play, and Nick Chubb against Washington. Toronto. Okay, Jones. I've got two. Two things that I need you to explain. I we're gonna call this segment the explain yourself because you are wrong. About Austin who? Eckler and I think he'd be a good play against Carolina. Most importantly, Nick Chubb against Washington. That defensive front has been brutal. They are the second hardest team to run on at the moment. I understand. The second. But I like Nick Chubb. I mean, last time they faced a really hard defense, he went 10 for 60, which isn't bad, but he didn't. That that was it. Kareem Hunt scored more than him. I'd, I'd be playing Kareem Hunt over Nick Chubb for the simple fact nah. that, no, you, you're thinking they're going to give him the volume? I mean, I'm not a big fan of Nick Chubb, so. What, what, you're not what, a big fan of Nick Kareem Chubb? Hunt. I mean, yeah, Nick, Kareem Hunt, damn it. Yeah. You've always been a fan of Nick Chubb. I'm surprised Melvin Gordon against that Tampa Bay defense didn't somehow make it in your lineup, especially with Philip Lindsay uh, out. Yeah, but I mean, he's not guaranteed to get that workhorse no. role for the week, so I, I'm not really trusting him. All right, you ready to hear mine? You're going to be happy uh, with mine, I guarantee sure. you. Alvin Kamara, number one. That That's an obvious uh, just for the simple fact of everything that's that's going on. Um, number two, Jonathan Taylor. I think he can rip the Jets for 150. 
And we've got bonuses in our league, so you get a bonus at 100, 115, 200. I'm I'm not going to be surprised if he goes, you know, 25 carries, 168 yards, and two or three touchdowns. Like it, it, I go, yeah, that sounds about right. Like their defense is awful, and Jonathan Taylor's good. So I'm 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 actually throwing him all the way up at number two, and then after that, I'm putting in. Clyde, oh, I almost said Clyde, but I'm sitting there. They're playing Baltimore, and that's going to be a rough one. I'm going Kenyon Drake against Detroit, so I'm agreeing with you on that one because that is a good matchup. Dalvin yep. Cook at four, Miles Sanders at five, um, Elliott at six, Josh Jacobs at seven, Melvin Gordon at eight, Aaron Jones at nine, and then uh, ten will be most likely Derrick Henry in my eyes. So okay, all right, I can respect it. I would say a lot of mine's pretty close, but there are a couple things I just don't trust. Ceh mainly because against Baltimore, yeah, I don't. Right, they're not even using him in the passing game. He doesn't have that many catches at all, and that's why it's a a big problem for me. If they were using him in the passing game, I'd go fantastic. Sign yeah, me up. Uh, I mean, last week he only had 10 rushing attempts too. So it's like, are the going to, I don't understand. Right. I don't on, like on the ground, it. he's doing good, but. Yeah, I mean, so far this year, he only has six receptions. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's only got 10 targets, six receptions on the ground. He's looked fantastic. But mm-hmm. you don't look fantastic against Baltimore on the ground. That, that defense is going to be good. Wow. Fitzpatrick just ran 15 yards. Nice. Why? He he looks like him and Minshew switched ages. Like, he he's out there running around like the Sprite. I guess it's the beard against the um, the mustache. It's definitely the beard. You go, oh. It is 80. what it is, but there's a flag, so. Who's 80? Is that? Shaheen, the tight end. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, he was out all last year, too. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Adam Shaheen was from Chicago. And Chicago's got freaking 10 tight ends. Like, they just, they love tight ends for no reason. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, Lordy. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I agree with your list. You agree with it? You don't have anything that I need to explain myself? What about not particularly. What about DJ Moore being the uh the number three wide receiver this week? You want me to explain that? I mean Travis would ask you to explain that. Because he's all in on Robbie Anderson. He loves Robbie Anderson. He is all about that Robbie Anderson wiener. So Yeti, uh go suck one because it's gonna be DJ Moore. Maybe. Robbie Anderson may catch a big pass, but intermediate to short routes is DJ Moore. He can also go deep. And with CMC gone, they're not going to have anyone that they're going to be scared of at running back, which means they're going to pass, and they're not going to pass deep every single play with Bridgewater. I wouldn't be surprised if DJ Moore catches 10 to 12 balls this week. 
And even if it's just 10 to 12. Yeah. Damn. You know, and even okay. if it's, um, let's say his average depth of target is going to be somewhere in the eight yard range. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Let, let's give him the 10 average of eight. That's 80 yards. But in PPR, that's 18 points. Not to mention if he gets any scores, which I think he's going to be the one scoring the touchdowns this week. I think that's where I'm going with that. And then uh, Robbie Anderson comes back down to earth. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's a good guy. Well, actually, he's not. He's had several arrest records. He's a good player. (laughs) But Adam Gase is a terrible coach. If you're a good player under Adam Gase, you're going to be a bad player. You're a bad player until you leave, and then you're a decent player again. So I I like that, but I was beating my chest, TJ Moore. I'm going to keep beating my chest, TJ Moore. Uh, do you want to do this last little segment that we have right here? No, I think we can save that. For we can save that for another day. Well, I mean, right now we're watching one of the, the people we're talking about. And, uh, we're oh, Doug, s- Mar- Doug yeah. Monroe. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing so high. He's 23 and 29 in his four years as the Jags. So it's like, how much time are you actually going to give him? I remember. How much team- more time until you make a change? You know, it's a, I'm curious to see if he's actually on the hot seat or I when just- he would get fired if they actually keep losing and do as bad as people think the Jags are going to do this year. Imagine if someone like Cliff Kingsbury or... Who's another spread? Bruce Arians had someone like Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine how how good it's going to be. And even though just I'm I'm going to switch pedals here real quick, oh, just because I want to argue for a quick second. Oh my God. Even though Tua is not starting and Shut Justin Herbert is, I still have way more faith in Tua. You. The kid's amazing. Even Nick Saban came out and said, "Don't make the same mistake I made in Miami." <laughs> By skipping Drew Brees. That guy never talks good about anybody. He loves Tua. Tua made him change his freaking playbook. Every other quarterback in their system was like A.J. McCarron. Was just a system QB play action rollout because their run was so good. He switched to pass heavy. Yeah. Like, he's just too talented. Don't get me wrong. I like Herbert, but overhyped for me. I see him. I see his ceiling as... Matthew Safford and his floor as Justin Herbert. Like, I think those, that's his range. And I think Tua is going to be Russell Wilson. Or at worst, he's going to be kind of like a Tyrod Taylor. Someone serviceable. Someone like, who can get the job done. Yeah, that, that's possible. We'll just have to wait and see when he uh, actually gets to nod to start in Miami, which the way uh, Fitzpatrick's playing right now these last two weeks may not be anytime soon. I don't know. We'll have to see. He may They're be on gonna... the bench this whole year. It is, I mean, I would uh, perfectly understand them just wanting to ride that high hand. So uh, depending on the matchup, depending on the week, Fitzpatrick could be a very good streamer. I'm learning the hard lesson uh, this week. He, you put 30 points on your bench because you wanted to play Big Ben. Now, that's not a bad decision because Big Ben's facing an easy Houston team. But if Houston doesn't keep up, Big Ben might just – they might just run the ball. 
Uh, yeah, by but, that time, he could have you know 300 plus yards and three touchdowns like he did last week. Could. Which we'll is uh, 30 points. That's what you're hoping for because you are really hurting because Minshew came out. He was going to be your guy. He, it's still five minutes left. We'll see what he does. But 212 yards to 22 rushing, a fumble that's lost, which is negative points. You got yourself six and a half there. I'm just glad you have a Trubisky starting, which is good. <laughs> yes, let everyone know my shameful QB play. Um, my, Sanders my QB. could be horrible. Hopefully, he is. You know, I don't be too. Ha- I wouldn't be uh, too upset about that. You're you're just being jealous. I think Trubisky is a great streamer. He's my sneaky little slut this week. He's gonna have to pass to keep up with Atlanta. Sure, he may throw a pick or two, but if he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns, that's still 30 points. I We're can't pass play. for uh, you know 192 touchdowns, two interceptions like he did last week. That's still in our league 13 that's, points. It's 13 points, yeah. Guess what? Well, that Baker could did also last be week. that could also be a uh, cause you to lose. Yeah, I also have Carson Wentz, who's got me 11 points one week and eight the next. So I think Aww. I'm going to stick with Turbisky, who's actually got me 13. <laughs> like I would have never in my life, if people were like Mitchell Trubisky or Carson Wentz, I'd be like, how much crack did you smoke before this? And give me some. Cause I'm kind of surprised you have Patty Mahomes on your bench. Well, like I said, I'm in talks with Patty Mahomes being traded. So I was just looking at the landscape of who I would play. Uh, hopefully, and in, since he's playing Baltimore, it's going to be a bad news kind of game. Uh, what I'm well, hoping for. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that would actually net me Matt Ryan. So I would have Mitchell Trubisky against Matt Ryan on my team. And I'd be sitting there watching that game with a close eye going, pass the ball, pass yeah. the ball, pass the ball. True. Um, but it's in a dynasty, it's so hard to let go of an MVP caliber quarterback for the next 10 years. Like the guy's extremely young. And I know if I hit the accept button, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset. It's going to hurt me a lot. But with the injuries on my team, you need them. I need the running backs that would come in from this trade for the simple fact that sure losing Mahomes hurts. But for now and this season, because the ultimate goal in Dynasty is to win and have a good enough, you know, team to play next year and win. I would, I would be screwed, um, possibly right. in the future. But I have enough first rounds because we have people who like to trade and get trade happy again. <laughs> Yeti Travis, <laughs> <laughs> you stop giving me first round picks, Jesus, you dude. Oh, I get. I get, I get, I'm a little whore for first round picks. Like before the season, I was more started, talking about I, trading. Oh, yeah, 100%. I love to trade. I mean, that's why I did Juju for Galladay straight up. Uh, it, it was literally, I, I had a itch. I had to just trade to trade. And it, it did not work out for me because I gave up Juju um, so far. But I like Galladay and I like his, you know, potential. Right. So. Oh, well, that's all I got. What about you? I think that is it there. Uh, King Wrangler. I'm going to oh lead it gosh, off with Shut that. the hell up. <laughs> all right, Ben. All right, Aussie. You have suffered a bad enough fate this Thursday, babe. 
being proven wrong by me on this podcast and having Minshew do terrible and then having Fitzpatrick, who you sat, do great. And Mike Gusecki not doing a whole lot. Still time, though. I'm not going to count any of them out. But I'm feeling confident. Let's go into these week's games. Yeah, I'm going to win, so it's okay. I'm still going to win our game. Like, comment, subscribe, share, follow, whatever it's called on these Everything. sites. Everything. Yeah, just do all of it for us. We're just trying to get our feet wet in this industry because these old fucks leave it dusty and worn out, and we need to we need to revitalize it. So give us that, and then come back for the next episodes because we're going to do our starts and sits. We're going to go, you know, the game previews and everything. Peace. Peace.